Guys, welcome back to Mommy Jojo Uncut Mojo Injection, episode 32. I'm Jojo Fraser and I'm here to help inject a little mojo into your life with really inspirational people that I admire, that have got some wisdom or knowledge, some epic chat. And I am a massive fan of Kylie Reid. She is a wonderful person. I love what she's doing with her social enterprise called Egg that is really changing lives, saving lives, the amount of money she's raised for charities, life-saving treatments, jobs that she's created for people, businesses that are struggling now have waiting lists. It's actually insane what this girl has achieved. So inspired by her, a complete mum boss, strong woman, someone who is all about collaboration, really, I don't know, I just think she's awesome and so nice to have just a relaxed conversation with her around my crib um, and yeah, I know you'll really enjoy it, you'll get something from it, I'm sure. Please give it a start, it definitely um, deserves it, Kylie definitely deserves it um, and she's awesome, so I know you'll love this episode. Hope you're gearing up okay for Christmas. I was looking at pianos for Bonnie yesterday in the shop and the guy said, oh, I'm about to have kids myself. Now I had both kids with me and it was chaotic. I was like, oh! And I said, oh, listen, don't let this put you off. And he was like, what's your advice? And I said, turn up the music louder and embrace the madness. And I think whether you have kids or not, this Christmas, it can get hectic. And what we need to do is just turn up the music a little bit louder and embrace it. Don't put yourself in debt, guys. Um, just enjoy it. At the end of the day, it's about love. Um, a funny article last night, should Santa now be a woman? Um, it made me think of the song, God is a woman. Um, I think probably taking it a bit too far because he's a traditional guy. Um, he's like a traditional public figure fluffy furry Santa with the beard um, but really interested to hear your thoughts on that debate going over on Facebook uh, and Mommy Jojo Uncut so uh, check it out right guys let's get Kylie on she is much cooler than me so successful so awesome and so humble um, let's get this absolute babe and our awesome chat Welcome, darling. Thank you, darling. How Welcome are you? You look gorgeous as always. Best uh, dressed woman in Edinburgh. I, think. <laughs> I do actually. Are you mean joking? That. I do actually. Are mean you joking? That. I uh, was looking back at my book launch picks, and uh, a few people had said to me, and my sister-in-law, she used to work as a fashion buyer, so she's worked in Harvey Nichols, she's worked for Monsoon as a buyer, and she said, "Oh." Kylie's outfit was really cool, and I was Aww. like, yeah, uh, the picture, I was looking back, because you know, when, if it's a busy event, you don't really get to take everything in sometimes yeah. if you're hosting, and then I looked back in the pic, and I was like, the trousers and the buttons, and then you had this funky kind of glitter top, so cool. Thank you. Those trousers have been one of the best buys ever. I mean, honestly, you'll see those trousers, they're Topshop, and I think I must have worn them at five events now, it's quite embarrassing, people must be thinking, she not get anything else in her wardrobe <laughs> apart from those bloody red trousers, but I love them, I just love the, the really heavy, yeah. really great quality, and I, uh, I've been to, never used Topshop personal styling, but I'd gone into Topshop and this girl was said, do you need a hand? She obviously realised that I was kind of walking around in a daze, mm. and I was like, oh, you know that we are kind of reticent to go to, well I've always been reticent so I think oh it's going to cost me shitloads of money yeah. um, but went downstairs and I was like I really like these red trousers and she was like well, what about pairing them with this black bodysuit and I was like bodysuit wow maybe sexy <laughs> <laughs> it's not very comfortable mm-hmm. in fairness but um, yeah I walked away with an outfit yeah. you know there was a top there was a bodysuit and, and the red trousers and often I'll just pick up random pieces yeah. and you know I've got lots of random pieces that don't go with anything in my wardrobe so that's quite annoying. I love it I love the mix and because I got the chance to work with a stylist recently style by Diane and she graduated from the London College of Style or whatever and she taught me so much actually it saves you money because I would just pick things up if it was a good deal and I'd be like oh that dress such a good deal but it was a complete wrong neckline for yeah. my big jerk so she's <laughs> like no you have to wear a v-neck chill and uh, and then I, I was, she's so right why yeah. did I think of that I wish mm. I'd done this years before so sometimes just getting someone in the store that knows what they're talking about 
get that dream outfit, mm -hmm. you probably will wear it loads. I always like that with my jump, no, jumpsuit and whistles, which I'm addicted oh, to. Oh, I'd love a jumpsuit. Oh, I um, I love a jumpsuit. But I always said they weren't flattering because I'm an apple shape. Um, but the way she picked it and styled me in it, it kind of just skimmed over. And nice. yeah, it's great. What colour is it? It's, I've got two cents. So it's this black one with white details through it, and it's v neck and just like wearing your pajamas. And then I got the short play suit version in navy because apparently I don't really suit black. And navy's a new black. I don't oh, know. right. Do you prefer navy or black? Um, I like I like both, but navy, yeah, I can see. I think maybe blondes. I know sometimes when I put on a blue top, I think it suits my skin tone better. Yeah. Maybe it's a blonde thing. Yeah. I Although think... I say blonde, but these roots are um, not not looking so good. But yeah, I do like blue, and I love a jumpsuit. But the only thing, how how do you find going to the toilet? That's the only thing I would yeah. say is the toilet. It's a bit of a hassle, but I don't wee that much unless I'm drinking loads and loads of water. Um, so if I'm at home, that's fine. But right. if I'm at an event, I tend to not go to the loo that much. So really? that's a good thing. But yeah. Okay. I don't know why that. How much is. water are you drinking every day? <laughs> well, I know. I hammer it at home. <laughs> is that why you've got the hump in your back? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you do amazing things. You've probably got like one of the most coveted jobs in Edinburgh. Everyone wants a piece of you. I can imagine. How are you finding it? I am very busy. We were talking earlier about minds, uh, our minds are racing and there's always things going on. And uh, yeah, I was thinking, I was looking at my inbox the other day and, and thinking about how stressful it is with all the unread messages. Mm -hmm. um, but also how lovely it is that people actually want to speak to me or work with me. Um, so I love it. I feel yeah, incredibly lucky that this is my job. Mm -hmm. um, and, and at the same time, you know, quite stressed about it, stressed about, you know, now having people working with me that I've got to pay, um, you know, all the concerns that people who are running their own business have, um, when's the money coming in, am I working strategically, am I doing the right thing, am I doing what I enjoy, are people getting value, um, so yeah, I, I absolutely adore the job, but it comes with Lots of stress, but as my husband says to me, hey, you're not saving lives. You know, why are you? Why are you getting worried? Why are you anxious about this, this, this? That's just me, I think, yeah. and I think it's just um, something that I need to try and manage. But yeah, I'm loving, 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 loving life. Does that sound cheesy? I'm loving doing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah I'm really grateful. And it, it's so empowering for women, I find. And you're really, you're not hardcore heavy about it. Because I was chatting the other day about the word feminist. So it puts a lot of people off because you think of hardcore campaigners with shaved heads, they never wear pink, they hate men, um, and it doesn't feel like that, although it's a female-only group. Do you feel we need to have a new word? Is feminist, is that word outdated? Do we need something else a bit cooler, a bit more gentle? It's a bit of a scary word, isn't it? And it's, I always kind of do do think, am I am I a real feminist? Can I can I call myself that? Um, because there has been this kind of idea of what what a feminist actually is. But I think that's changed. And I think you know, if you are um, empowering women, if you're if you're working and confident and supporting others, then that kind of covers all that. So whether it's we need a new name or whether we need to understand the word more or just see it as you know we're all we're all feminists because we're all standing up and doing you know lots of us doing our own things mm -hmm. and it's all about equality at the end of the day so can a man be a feminist i would like to think raising a son that he would grow up he has a lot of female friends already he would grow up to not be the guy that scorns at female drivers you know oh, i knew it was a female that's it's mm -hmm. just very old-fashioned but it's yeah. hard to shift those mm -hmm. stereotypes and i'm trying my best to shift them and say, actually, it could be a female driver, it could be a male, but perhaps they're just anxious. They're not a bad driver, but they're yeah. having a really tough day. Yeah. So it's getting him to really listen and understand and, and raising him to be kind, as I, as I do with my daughter. So I think there's a huge responsibility how we sort of talk to men. And mm -hmm. you've, mm -hmm. got, you've got a nephew or... My, my um, sister has got twin boys, Aww. so yeah, I've got two wee nephews, and yeah, they're awesome. But you know, I think I think times are changing, and and you know, it's almost the reverse of what it was back in our parents' generation when women are actually incredibly strong. We are massively supportive of each other, and have you know, 
it's actually men now, and I hear it all the time, are you going to do a, you know, is there a, an egg group for men? Because my husband feels really left out, and, and where is the support for men? You know, yeah. there's all these uh, uh, cases and all these statistics about, and you know how bad mental health is in, in, in men and the suicide rate. Yeah. Um, if there was, if, if they could talk more openly, like we can in groups like Egg, mm-hmm. would that change? I think it would. But, you know, I say to my husband, would you join a group, you know, a close Facebook group and talk about your um, woes? Absolutely not. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Would your husband? Um, yeah, he would probably be. I mean, he has been on the podcast episode one, speaking really openly about addiction and mental health, and we both really get it because we've grown up in families where we've been impacted. So Scott's mom's bipolar, and it's it's really tricky. So he kind of gets it, tries not to take things personally when someone's really mentally unwell. Um, but it's hard. To, it's still really hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of great work going on. I was at a breakfast. I was invited along as a guest. Newbie Core. Yeah, I've been there. Great breakfast club. Really Pamela good. and Scott. Yeah, yeah, so Scott's coming on the podcast next week. And we met and he just told me everything about his career and very senior in the bank. And he just, he lost it. And he really has the same vision, I would say, as I do about really trying to break down the stigma and just make mental health normal to talk about so that mm-hmm. by the time my kids are teenagers, it's just a kind of normal conversation. Are yeah. you doing okay? Are you anxious today? That's fine. We're all anxious. We're all a bit nuts. You know, that's okay. Because um, when we talk about it, like I was feeling really anxious a few weeks ago before a podcast and I realized I just had too much green tea. I, was, I could feel a bit of a panic and I've really managed my anxiety with all the kind of wellness stuff and I'm living and breathing and I'm talking and sharing and it does help mm-hmm. but I felt a bit anxious but when I started to speak about it and work out why that could be it shifted mm-hmm. so talking helps and that was what Scott was saying even things like depression and the black dog knowing that you could feel lousy like the closest I get to that would be PMS and I don't know how you find that but it makes me a cycle some days and I don't really like my husband on those days I just can't stand his annoying habits and it spirals and it's just my hormones and mm-hmm. um, but I've opened up that conversation and it's so common and I thought it was just me you know and he was going to download tinder and you know we'd be done <laughs> but actually no a lot of couples experience this at a certain time of the month and it's it's hard to explain it's like I'm so happy and I'm so grateful for all I have but it's this kind of shadow of self-doubt or just everything frustrates me and very similar symptoms to what would be um, to have full-blown depression. So it's just talking about it and saying, actually, this could be a really, really bad day, but things can pick up tomorrow or but it's not what to do. But the number one thing is talking. And I think the great thing about egg um, is the communities that you've built there, you know, people that are experiencing grief or loneliness or anxiety are coming on and they're, they're making friends, they're coming to your events. It's just amazing that you have that opportunity to build these communities. I think um, what I love is that there is this really nice balance between the online and offline community mm-hmm. and there's lots of sharing in the group which is amazing and for lots of people the online community is enough mm-hmm. um, but for a big percentage of people they want to come offline and they want to connect offline yeah. and you know we've done lots and lots of events over the last 18 months since we launched but um, the ones that have uh, involved people sharing and opening up on emotional topics Mm -hmm. have been far and away my favourite but people you know it is they're difficult events to to market you know you put out an event about top shop styling event and everyone's like yeah I'm on it I'm there yeah I'm signed up you put an event out about maternal mental health Uh and it's tumbleweed but behind the scenes you know and we, we launched an event I don't know if it's maternal mental health or anxiety but we put it out in the Facebook group saying you know we're having this event nothing and I thought oh god I've misread this there's mm-hmm. this is going to be just me talking about my anxieties mm-hmm. but um a couple of hours later I looked at the back end of the website and 60 people had signed up and it was like oh yes. my god okay so people have seen it but people don't want to and I get that you know people don't really want to put themselves out on the Facebook page going I really want to come to this because mm-hmm. you know the people that they know they've got their work colleagues on the page and it's still this kind of oh I'm not ready 
wanted to share mm -hmm. but um, the anxiety event you know and I've said it a few times but the anxiety the grief event and the maternal mental health ones that we've done stand out as favourites that we've done mm -hmm. in, in all the time you know in all the time in the 18 months and I met someone the other day who we do a few in the egg office down in Leith and that works really well because it's a safe space mm -hmm. we can cry we can be blowing snot bubbles out our noses <laughs> and it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. um and I met some other day that said, you know, I still think, yeah, I still think about that maternal mental health. And, and it was really a time where the community, I just sat in that room with, you know, people laughing and crying and supporting each other and thought, this is what it's all about. Connections. Connections and sharing and going, do you know what, you know, as much as I've longed for a child and I've been through IVF and eventually I'm pregnant, <laughs> now I feel really shit and I feel guilty and I feel anxious. And actually bloody oh it's happening to so many of us and yeah. that that you know as you quite rightly said when that when you get that off your chest and realize that there's so many other people going through that mm -hmm. the feeling the relief oh. and the weight off your shoulders I think it was the same for it was definitely the same for me when we did the grief event and you know when I spoke about my dad um that was you know a, there was a huge difference when I lost my mum I was very much kind of you know everything's fine and uh, you know mum had stomach cancer and we had a kind of a year to say goodbye to her but it was still incredibly difficult and the week I took a few days off work went back to work after a week and barely spoke about it mm. you know, um, couldn't sleep at night uh, you know and then the weeks after the funeral when people start kind of drifting off and getting back to their own lives that's when it's really really tough that's hard because you probably get so much support and people are like you know come on like get out and, and then people get back to a normal life and i get that now you know but the time it's like no that is hard with everyone but that it's really part and parcel of life but with dad it was much different and i shared about it in the group and it was really one of the main drivers for setting up egg the business because there were so many people saying thank you for sharing um, you know, if you ever do an event on grief, uh, I'll be there. And you know, shortly after we launched the business last April, we did our first event on grief, and so we need to do another one. So yeah, it's a plan for February or March next year. We'll do another one. It's so because with grief, and I've worked with people to raise awareness because sometimes it's so taboo. You don't know what to say. You don't know how much to contact someone, and, and mm. people were all different, and we we struggle with different things, and we we experience things differently. So just talking about it and getting tips, like something I always remember, it was someone said they were scared to go to the supermarket because they would put the same food in that their husband would would get. So that process, so it's memories, and it's it's such a personal thing. Or knowing what to say, or do you mention their name, <laughs> or do you like? I'm frustrated no one mentions my husband I don't want to forget him or the fear of forgetting what they look like and, and all these things yeah. you just would never know till you're in that position mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. for me with grief I was grieving my dad who was here but it was a different man for mm -hmm. over a year now he's back touch wood and he's, he's great but I had that process it's the closest I've, I've been to it um, with a parent um, and I'm, I'm seeing friends going through it right now and it's, it's so hard to know and you just want to cry with them sometimes or it's such a tricky one mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. talking again doing these events getting people to, to sign up and starting the conversation mm -hmm. you and, be, and you know being there for people I think um, texts and, and kind of messages of I'm thinking about you and all the rest are great but actually being there giving someone a hug yeah. um, saying this is really shit I know it is um, all these things help and I think for, for things like grief and mental health the most important thing is you have a network and a community around you um, and friends who can have a few drinks and, and yeah. help you offload and you know and I think as you said yeah talking and sharing and it's really important to have support from your girl gang and your your network and beyond yeah really important and difficult you know in this in this day and age of you know people who have lots of facebook friends and you feel oh yes you know i've got all these friends around me and actually who how many real friends do we have yeah. um in our midst that we can reach out to and pick up the phone how many people I mean, do you phone people these days? Do you yeah, pick up the phone and have conversations? I know. It's much easier, isn't it, just to go, oh, I'll ping them and text and be fine. Yeah. But how lovely does it feel after having a, a real conversation on the phone? Or a real eye-to-eye -eye connection. I was chatting to someone about this and the way 
things are going and obviously social media is amazing it's allowed us to you know our careers we'll it's great <laughs> we love so I never want to take it for granted but at the same time you know having that detox and, and meeting someone face to face so we don't forget how to communicate mm-hmm. you know to look mm-hmm. someone in the eye I'm so used to a screen this feels weird <laughs> and it, it's very easy to go that way so face to face is so important mm-hmm. or, or a phone call yeah rather than just emails and and things can get lost sometimes you know tone and lost in translation oh, yeah definitely absolutely. I find it all the time and oh god what did I did, did I phrase that right what will they have taken that the wrong way and oh god no. just pick up the phone and, yeah, and have, <laughs> have a, a chat. conversation have a chat yeah so it's uh, and where do you feel the difference between having a, a healthy debate because there's been loads of debates on egg um, as there has been on, on my page on Mummy Jojo, probably soon to rebrand to Jojo Fraser. Ah, um, that has been decided. We're looking at logos and things nice, at the moment. Um, nice. But yeah, so I, yeah, loads of debates. And sometimes the debates, people really enjoy a good debate. Um, but where does where do you draw the line? Because I know for yourself, you've had to close posts and say, like, we need to stop. I tried to turn off the comments on something on my page recently and I didn't know how to actually you need to check it wouldn't let <laughs> you me not do have it. to do it very often I'm, was, I'm a pro <laughs> Facebook was like I'm loving this I'm not letting you turn it off um, no so how do you draw the line between a healthy debate and where it starts to become because I've got a podcast coming out soon with um, an amazing counsellor Ruth which is my middle name oh, nice. so I was like oh we need to do more work Ruth like Jojo Ruth I like that I always need a counsellor nearby and a psychologist and you know chatting about why people when it becomes online bullying and, and why people bully and a huge part of that is to deflect from their own issues so it's very easy to make people a scapegoat so just say someone comes onto egg and they say oh I, I hate these lashes why do people wear these things now and then someone says oh how dare you but then it starts to become a bit of a uh, uh, what's the word a bitch fest or no, something you mean, yeah. how do you manage that and what advice would you give to people that struggle with that like they enjoy a debate but they want to look after the mental health I think I've always been quite clear from the start that egg is firstly it's not about slating anyone any local companies if anyone mentions a local company by name it's just immediately turned off um and yeah I do I do understand people say well that's not a fair representation then and but it's really not what the group is about it's it's about shouting out about great local businesses it's about supporting each other and you know I'm one of the main reasons I've grown egg slowly is to avoid these situations mm-hmm. that you can get in with groups that have grown quite quickly that don't kind of um, maybe people within the group don't understand the tone or the purpose yeah. of what, what, what the group's all about and I think you know for a group of nearly 15,000 people I think I'm really lucky in terms of not having to manage it or or you know reel people in very often at all people say oh you must be it must be every day and really not and I think I get tagged in a lot of things if things are getting a bit out of control someone will say Kylie can you step in oh that's good I get I get um threads and comments reported to me not, I wouldn't say frequently but probably more often than anything else and often I'll need to take a call on it whether okay is this something that I should stop mm-hmm. or is it a healthy discussion and there's been a couple recently that have been reported that I've actually thought I actually don't mind this. Yeah, it's a nice, healthy discussion. No one is slagging anyone else off. Yeah. No, no one has been mentioned specifically. Just a healthy debate about why the trees in Princess Street Gardens have been pulled down. Okay. Something that I find quite interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. people and and what I love about girls in the group is that people are um, have their own opinions. Mm-hmm. People research stuff. Yeah. And um, so if someone comes on saying. I don't agree with this. Someone will go away and do the research. I think there was all the stuff around cash for kids, okay. that big campaign this year, um, and a bit of controversy kind of out there on Edinburgh, kind of the wide, the wider circle of Edinburgh. But girls within the group had all done, and it came up an egg, and you know, what's going on? This is ridiculous. And I was kind of aware and alerted to the conversation. And actually thought, wow, you know, everyone had done research. I've gone away and I've done some research and I've looked on this website and I've contacted the local councillor and, and really informative. Um, 
I've never seen bullying within the group. Um, I've never, I think I'm, God, it sounds so cheesy, but filled with joy more than anything else and often really emotional about how massively supportive. We talked about the post that was on a couple of days ago about someone feeling really lonely in Edinburgh. Um, and I think uh, the comments, there was about 80 comments from people going, I feel the same, let's meet up. Why don't we grab a coffee? It's like, oh my God, this is so lovely. And I just, yeah, so I'm filled with warmth uh, more than anything else and absolutely love the group and the people within it. So uh, I feel very fortunate I've not had to, you know, but it can be very, I know, you you know, we've both been through it when something does kick off. It can be really anxious, you know, anxiety driving for you because... It's something that you just you don't want to happen, and you can take it very personally if people are getting upset in your group. Yeah. Um. So it's a twenty-four-hour job, as you probably it's hard. know too. And that's you know, social media and Facebook are great in some respects, but in terms of kind of turning the noise down, sometimes it's quite hard. So I don't know about you, but I'm planning on a little bit of a detox in December sometime. Oh yeah, you did that last year, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Did you go to Ely or something like that? I went to Ely, yes, for New Year. And um, I've actually, the December before, my dad was really ill and I took all of December off. Callie, my friend Callie, took over Egg and she did 12 Days of Christmas and it was fantastic. I said, I think, you know, why don't you take it over so I can just have a bit of a break? And that just became a thing last December, just quietened it all down and spent some time reflecting on my first year of, or almost first year of business, what had gone well, what hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> there was lots of reflection there. And really, what, what did I want to do next year? So I think it's really important for me that I take that time again. And you know, you're probably busy thinking about next year too. Yeah. So it's a time to get reflective and, and think about, okay, what again, what's worked and where are the opportunities next year and where can we support more and this lovely big charity event that we're doing together too so excited for this it's going to sell out i mean it's going to be an amazing event balmoral hotel singing surprises an incredible charity make seconds count who are phenomenal it's yeah yeah excited for that so we launched we kind of shouted out about it yesterday in the group it's the 22nd of february it's a friday oh yeah it's a girls lunch and we're going hard we've done lots of (laughs) girls lunches but this is going to be the biggest and best yet and yeah for make seconds count the incredible charity that lisa set up um for secondary breast cancer research and support um and yeah i love a long lunch i love a good we both love music lunch. and i just have got this vision of girls just getting up on the tables and dancing oh yeah well champagne always helps with their lashes and you know <laughs> looking glam whilst doing it yeah we need to get a bit glam something about when i have a face of makeup on i just feel i can take over the world you know i feel like beyonce get me on that table <laughs> <laughs> strapping the hair extension so i can flick them back and forth which beyonce song would you sing oh <sighs> What's the one that starts? I was going to walk down the aisle to that one. Oh, I should remember. Amazing. I didn't. But um, it wasn't all the single ladies. That would have been... I can't remember oh, what it was. It'll come back to me. I know. There's, so, there's so many I love. I know. Beyonce, um, and Destiny's Child. Oh, yes. And we'll have a bit of ABBA, I think. ABBA for sure. Yeah. And Greatest Showman. Oh. I mean, yeah. I want This Is Me oh, leering out absolutely. at some point with everyone up there just giving it. Absolutely. Did you see Pink copied Bonnie and I, Pink and Willow? <laughs> Are you going to sue her? Uh, I was gutted Bonnie actually said. She said, we did it first, Mommy. And I said, but Pink's massive in America, darling. And she's been doing this for a long, long time. Okay, that's fine, all right. But we did it first, Mommy. <laughs> it was so funny, her face when I showed her. It's because it was my father-in-law. He said, have you seen the Pink? Pink's uh, been doing the song with her daughter. I said, oh, well, one day, one day, Bonnie You're and just I. just a trailblazer, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a, I just love The Greatest Show. I love it all. Music is life. And we spoke about this on your amazing podcast, which is going really, really well. I loved coming on it. Um, I love chatting about scenes, breezes, sex toys. I, the sex toys chat was great. That was brilliant. And, you know, I hadn't... So when we spoke about sex toys, I'd mentioned Galpal. Yes. And it wasn't sponsored or anything like that. I just found them on Instagram and thought that looks really interesting. And they got in touch afterwards to say, we've listened to the podcast. We thought it was great. You've both hit the nail on the head in terms of what we're trying to um, say, which is... 
it shouldn't be sleazy we should all be discovering our own bodies Mm -hmm. um and they're asked for my address to send some product so yeah you might not want to share them though they may be too good well yeah we'll see (laughs) Lee's Lee's beside himself Lee's Christmas is is already he's like oh have those toys arrived yet (laughs) god no no they haven't no I'm going to have to hide them actually until I'm until I'm feeling in the mood which could be sometime next year that is hilarious so are we going to do a follow up podcast to discuss our thoughts on we should I think we should um, definitely do a follow up but I think we should definitely get a sex counsellor involved because I'd really like to understand why it is that our libidos change mm-hmm. and what we can do you know is there something to do with your pelvic floor I think mm-hmm. I read something that if your pelvic floor has been affected that can uh, in turn affect your libido so and I do think your mental health affects it too yeah but what can we do to reverse that and get back to the way it used to be because Lee's probably like looking up the Trades Description Act right now you know when when we first met and now the difference between um, me uh, back then and now is were you wild one it was pretty wild yeah (laughs) well just I was you know I had a sex drive yeah you know I really I really enjoyed it and it's it's difficult now and I guess with with so much going on in our brains as we've spoken about the business kids all the rest of it um, other things get pushed out of the way it's hard, it's hard but I think when you're going to take this break in December that will probably be really good just to give you that time to switch off because it can be really addictive when you're you're a proper mum boss right? so you love being a mum of course as I do but you love your job and there's still a lot of pressure there you know, strong women doing really well love your kids but, but yeah we shouldn't feel guilty about the time we enjoy our job like it's amazing it's, an, it's a celebration of that um, how do you feel how do you find the balance because I know this morning I just wanted the kids out not because I don't love them but you know you sort of feel you have to say that as a mum these days don't you mm. but I was just so excited you know I love doing the podcast I love you know seeing me yeah seeing you exactly I was, <laughs> I just excited to see what you're going to wear uh, my pre-marked top and my thermal vest underneath <laughs> and it was totally glam very chic um, but you know collaborating and producing content and just really and excited working, yeah. for that just working exactly and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that and and do you believe we can have it all because there is a sacrifice that has to be made but I think it's worth it I think it's a really interesting point when I had my second podcast Natalie Little was on Mum Dinger I um, love her I love her too and she would probably like this outfit today I'm rocking lots of leopard print and she loves leopard print Um, but we spoke about mum guilt and about the juggle and all the rest of it and um, she said I feel guilty all the time about this sort of thing about having to you know work uh, but also trying to keep one eye on the kids and I feel guilty you know going to work and all and I said I feel guilty every day too Mm-hmm. so when I was listening back Lee said oh can I listen because it was the second podcast and Lee's very very supportive of everything he's like can I listen to your next podcast and I was like yeah, 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 yeah that's great so we were driving in the car playing this and he loves Nat too so he was like laughing along oh that's hilarious and then it got to that bit where I said I feel guilty every day and he just looked at me and he was like are you joking and I said what do you mean and he's like you don't feel guilty and I actually kind of is the yeah I think I took a minute and actually thought why did I you're right did you I it? don't actually feel guilty Otley has an amazing life she had a great start you know largely because of her fabulous nursery she um, yeah is just been has been very much supportive you know supported not just by me but other amazing people and I felt the need to say I feel guilty about going to work because I thought it was the right thing to say yeah. and actually I don't I drop nurse utterly off at nursery and skip back to my car punching the air yeah <laughs> you know, knowing that she's in a very safe environment she will be out all day yesterday I picked her up and her face was black with mud and um, her cheeks were rosy till bedtime because she was out in Ducky Country Park for about 10 hours um, no it wasn't 10 I better not say that it was about 6 <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I, I felt this need to say I feel guilty and actually I really don't because the time that I spend I've always loved work no matter whether it's been working for myself or other people I love working I've always worked really really hard and I've driven I'm driven by 
doing good things for companies. I don't mean that like evangelically. I mean, you know, hitting targets. Mm -hmm. My background is sales and I've always been driven to hit targets and improve myself and, and do do a good job for whoever I'm working for. Um, and I've loved uh, I've loved my career so far and uh, that hasn't changed. You know, having Ottilie hasn't changed that. I, I still really want, and I'm even more driven now because yeah. I have this business that I adore. Yeah. You know, for the first time in my career, I'm doing it for myself mm -hmm. um, and hopefully doing good in the community. But I have a job that I love. I have a family that I love. Um, but I really shouldn't say that I feel guilty yeah. about uh, or have mum guilt when actually I don't. I'm a better mum because I spend a large part of the day doing something that I love and I can uh, pick Cotley up at the end of the day and have a pretty clear head, feel quite accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that in the second podcast. I should just be fully I love uh, honest. This. I love this. I think there's a lot of manipulation around, you know, you hear these statements, oh, you'll never see on your deathbed, I wish I didn't work. No, well, that person who said that clearly hated their job, right? Um, or, you know, if friends are really, if they really love you, they'll always be there. Well, actually, yeah, if something's really tough, but sometimes when you work for yourself, you are busy and maybe you won't see them for a couple of months. Doesn't mean that you don't love your friend, but these statements, you know, these kind of mm -hmm. quotes mm -hmm. that go around and it's trying to, you know, it does, it's like a dick. It's like, oh, right, I've not hosted a dinner party in two months because I've launched a book or, you know, whatever it is you're doing. And it's like, well, actually, it's okay to just hold back a bit and be busy with your career and find the balance that works for you in various months. But if you're enjoying it, what an amazing thing to celebrate. I think we need more of that. Mm -hmm. Like high five rather than, oh, I wish I hadn't worked too hard. Or high five, mm -hmm. I found something I loved. I followed my dreams. I told those limited beliefs to piss off because, you know, we're on this earth once. Yeah. Um, we want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person bitching in the canteen. I hate my job and I hate them and I hate that. Someone quit their job after they read my book. I'm really? I need, to, I need to write to them and see how it's all going. <laughs> but, um, you know, just if you hate your job, do something about it. That might not mean leaving. It might just be being honest and saying, I could do better at this. Or, you know, because it's good to enjoy your job. It's, it's a good feeling. I've been in jobs where I've hated. Like, what am I doing here? And I always said, and that's why I've got this cheesy tattoo and tie on my arm, passion, because if I, I get to a point in my career where I'm just not enjoying it anymore, I have to be honest. It starts with clarity. No, this isn't going in the right direction. Is this serving me? Am I giving back? Is this working? And it's being really, really honest with yourself. But it's hard to be honest with yourself sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, particularly if you're entrenched in social media and you're seeing all these ideas or all these quotes coming up about what life should be and uh -huh. the guilt that we should be um, feeling. Um, yeah, when you're bombarded with all these messages, it's actually quite difficult to think about actually how how do I feel about this? Yes. Never mind that the the, the blogger down in London who's saying you know because I think it's a it's a big thing for um, particularly kind of the the mummy bloggers, the the fashion bloggers, and the, the big influence influencers in, on Instagram. There seem to be a real kind of uh, area that they all they, they all kind of seem to talk about, which was the guilt that they were feeling. You know, this is this is terrible. I can, you know, I, I yeah. So I think it seemed to be a trend to say how how awful this is. But I don't really care. I'm not making much sense. But um, I think yeah, you have to. I think it's so difficult when you're bombarded with messages and social media to forget actually how do I how do I how feel? do I feel about this? And if I'm enjoying my job and feel that you know your balance and my balance are probably not always 100% right but balance is a pretty difficult thing and you know I was up working till 10 o'clock last night and that's that's all right I was you know I'm going for a facial after this so it's yeah. all about balance and, and uh -huh. trying to find you know that that kind of um, some semblance of calm but it's not always easy, but I think it's, you know, taking a step back as I will in December and hopefully you will too and say, yeah. have I, have I enjoyed this? I've had a great year. And you have too. Best year. Oh, <laughs> just loved it. And I remember tagging you in a post last December. So it's lovely to have you here because I was just as an inspiration to so many women in Edinburgh and all the work you do and your attitudes, you're about collaborations. You're not about 
competition and you know you've just got a really professional attitude and that comes through and it's really inspiring for people to see so you'll be impacting more people than you know as well because they'll be the vocal people and they'll be the people just watching and not really commenting so keep up the great work thank you mum boss <laughs> mum boss is very well dressed um, no I just I just love it and I think we just need to yeah say shut it to all the crap and follow your gut yeah. follow what do you really want to do not what you think people want you to do if you hate being a lawyer but your family want you to be a lawyer screw that do what you want to do mm-hmm. go and set up your own business or limiting beliefs can piss off I'm reading um, I've just finished actually Joe Malone's autobiography oh I want to read that yeah you should read that Um, really lots of inspirational things about it lots of quite sad things about it how you know her family um, her she she started working quite early with her mum and that's where she got this kind of drive to sell and to succeed Um, but quite early on in her life she fell out with her mum over a business related matter Uh um and that led to her also falling out with her dad or just becoming separated from her dad and her sister Mm -hmm. so it's really quite sad while she has had this success in her professional life her personal life is a bit bit different um and yeah they both they all died within 18 months of each other and she mentions it in this very small paragraph and her, her book is massive um but only like half a page or a paragraph it says i was really sad i lost my pretty much my entire family in 18 months and then she kind of moves on which i thought oh my god you know to to only have i feel yeah really really felt for her because obviously there'd been this massive kind of range but she does say trust your gut mm-hmm. always trust your gut don't don't lead with your with your head because it's not your head that makes decisions mm-hmm. it's your gut that makes decisions and that's why you should always trust it so if you feel the butterflies or you know those is that what you know yeah go with it go with it if you're feeling excited you know if you're getting butterflies in your tummy that's a, that's a really good thing uh-huh. if you're thinking about how your business is going to look next year or areas that you should be going into and it's filling you with excitement and you're getting those butterflies then go with it if you're thinking well in my head I, sh- I know I should be making this much money and I'll make a decision based on that then it shouldn't be that alone there should be this flurry of excitement or this feeling in your stomach that this is what you should be doing um, so I really, really liked that bit of it. I was thinking about it, you know, I would love to speak more um, intelligently about things and about books that I've read. But honestly, I picked up a book yesterday, which I'm also reading, which is brilliant. It's uh, How Not to Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's little chapters, like two-page chapters about things that you should do to be have more integrity and to um, uh, support people better and to yeah be less anxious. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a chapter, I read a couple of chapters, and I thought, this sounds slightly familiar. And I realised that I'd read it the night before. <laughs> but, uh, I do that too. So much information gets <laughs> I know. And um, yeah, I would love to remember all these other insightful things that Joe Malone and uh, other people have written, but my memory is. I don't know how yours is. Do you know what helps? I underline. I'm one of those geeks. Ah. So I underline them. And I I like to try. And if I've had a book I really enjoyed, so I've been chatting to Honest Mum. So you're not a Kindle. You're not a Kindle girl. Not not at the moment. So I've been chatting to Honest Mum Vicky. And she's basically where I'm. She's been doing it for about five years more than me. And she's a real inspiration to me. She's six figure salary. She's working with amazing brands. She's just so honest, which is important. We just get on really well is with her. Is she Scottish? Uh, she's English. English. She's down okay. in Windsor, but she's just so lovely, such a, a fierce woman. And we've chatted, and she's given me advice and uh, sent her a copy of the book. And uh, I've really enjoyed her. So I'm putting a blog out with her in the next few days, and um, just that kind of. I don't know, I was I underlined so much in the book. I was like, oh, I love that, I love that. And then I was fine, did I read that part where I need to underline? But sometimes there could be a few key messages from a book because you're not going to remember it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so it's taking that out. I did a course, it was called Raising Kids with Confidence. And I was speaking at the Parent Council meeting last night and one the lady that took the course was there. And I said to her, the one thing I remember from that course was about effort. So it's... We can say to our kids, you're amazing, you're amazing, but actually the value of effort. And Bonnie had a report card this week and she achieved high, highest ranking for 
effort on every category. So she, so Scott, Scott was saying, oh, but she's not the highest in her writing. That's like good and it could be very good. And she's not the highest in her math. It was all good, but it was very good, which is the highest for effort. And I said, I would rather that mm-hmm. because effort means more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great if we're gifted. We're all gifted at some things. But if she's got that right attitude, and I think she has that because she's seen Scott and I working so hard. You know, we both work for ourselves. Yes, there's been challenges. Yes, there's been stressful times. But ultimately, she still loves us. We still have our fun moments of balance on the weekends. We're just winging life. But her effort is bang on. And that was the one thing I took from that course. It was magical. Mm-hmm. So I was in that course, and I did it for like five weeks. But it reminds me, effort. Get these kids knowing that effort means She's more. Celebrating effort more. Yeah, celebrating. God. I wonder if, because um, my report card always said must try harder. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, but look how you've turned it around now. So sometimes, I mean, yeah, sometimes. And so report card is, do you think people, kids are being, would you say then that kids are being uh, brought up in a different way to we were in terms of how they're scored effectively or how they're supported in school do you think it's quite different i think it's changed i love to see a section on well-being now it's the first thing i check and it always thankfully i don't know what i'll say about charlie he's wild but bonnie's always very kind very caring looking out for others in the class which is it just melts my heart i'm like oh please keep this up because you want to raise kids that are kind someone had said to me on a podcast recently oh my mother-in-law or whatever had said I'd rather my kid was successful over kind and I thought can't you be both there's this idea that to get to the top you have to be a dick and I really don't like that I'm the same with you know chairman of a company a founder as I would be with anyone on any level and I I, want to raise my kids to be genuine kind people no matter who they're dealing with because you don't have to step on people's toes and be an asshole no, absolutely you know? absolutely um, respected more if you don't and just uh, making yeah feeling better about yourself that you're not trading on other people or yeah lifting yeah, them up yeah and confidence you know raising kids with confidence and, and really looking at their well-being and how that impacts because the studies show that actually the most academic don't do as well as the people that are have better emotional intelligence so mm. and their yeah. kids so bonnie is, is she eight six she's oh she's six right she's okay sure and so she so i'm just thinking about the impact of social media and growing up with tablets and that sort of thing mm-hmm. how because i'd imagine that's a huge um hurdle for parents to to kind of get across is you know how much how much screen time do we allow our kids what do what do they watch is bonnie does she have she's really into uh, gymnastics so she what she gets to watch that but they have limited so we do a lot of cooking we do a lot of board games and um, da- well i think we do most and a lot of people will know this is singing and dancing around mm-hmm. the kitchen being strict though remind myself to do it because some days you're like right take the tablet and you, you know just whatever yeah, you can have yeah. yeah yeah but just being strict and saying right we're going to put the music on we're going to play dominoes she's awesome at dominoes really? so oh wow so starting those family traditions yeah that's what i think of and dad lost his eyesight when he was 19 so dominoes is something i can enjoy with him because he's got his we you know nice. we got them from the blind school yeah. so he can feel his dots and um cluedo i loved and bonnie will be so good at that it's all about you know investigating and ruling things out and i just love things like that so just being strict and saying right we're going to watch a movie or you're going to have that time but we're going to do nice things that are good for our well-being mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. um and so they have social skills as well and so i'm going to be doing an exciting campaign with a really exciting brand in january and it's a restaurant and it's about getting your phones off the table now i spoke about this a couple of years ago it's not a new thing but if you go out, and I don't know if you do that test when you look around and see oh, who's on the phone. It's impressive. Still pretty bad. Right? Yeah. There's some restaurants banning phones at the table, though, I yes. think, I've heard recently. Yeah. And there's I know a few that... ideas of what they can do, how they can make it edgy and quirky. Ah. Um, so Is that what you're getting involved in, how oh, to make yeah, it edgy and quirky? That's nice. my name all over it. Um, <laughs> I did a campaign for David Lloyd, though, a couple of years ago and wrote in the paper about it. They had take-free Sundays. So they'd say, come on a Sunday, but have lunch with your family. Yeah. And just talk to them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's so important. And at home, I am, like, phones off the freaking table now. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something, actually. There was a box in a house. So I thought, if anyone's listening that knows... 
a bra, maybe we should design one. Uh, you know, you know, a cool box or a bowl. Where, and, and you put it in and you start those traditions. So you say, no, we're going to enjoy the food, we're going to chat. And I want that to really grow. So on Christmas Day, this place will be pimped out and there'll be no food. looking pretty pimped already. <laughs> Loving the tree. I and the tree surprised, tree. Yeah, yeah, You're making just... me feel horrifically guilty that you're actually going to get another tree. Oh, if just... I get one tree up, I think I'm going to give myself a big pat on the back. I just love that. I'm going fake this year, though. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. Last year, we were late. They were, yeah. I think last year our tree went up about the 18th of December. Oh. I know, I know. And so we picked it up and the needles were already falling off it. I mean, half of them, by the time we got out of the car, it was practically needleless. So this year, definitely, I'm going fake. I'm oh. just, yeah. And I, I know you're, you're probably going, what? That's, but there's some really good fake ones. And don't if you've seen oh, it on the egg, there's lots of threads about really good fake trees. There's a company... That I looked up and I can't remember what they're called, but they have it's actually difficult to choose because they've got so you know so many different varieties. You can get pre lit, which my lazy oh my self days. is all over. Yeah. Um so yeah, something pine I think. Do they smell of the real tree? Listen, you can buy a spray, Joe. Yeah, sure. that's what Scott <laughs> said to me actually, because I said we're we're going with down many trees again to get a real tree and we'll pick it out. And Scott said, but you know you can just get a spray to smell. I said, no. Well, you can, no, really. No. I was joking, but you yeah. can get that. Yeah, you can. Awesome. You can, because um, another argument we're having, we've not got a fire yet, and I've picked the most stunning one that goes in the vault that we'll go through. And uh, he said, oh, we'll just get, it takes ages to make a decision. But apparently you can get a candle that, that makes this, the crackle. I've heard. I'm going to get one of them yes. as a compromise to keep me going until he finally makes the decision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a candle sounds like a good idea. Do you know the fire person in the shop? she wrote to me on Instagram we've not come back yet but she said I've bought your book and I'm really enjoying it so I was going to see if she would sponsor the fire but <laughs> or at least give me a discount what do you mean fire what's, what's... Um, so in fact we went to see fires and we, Bonnie and I picked it was love at first sight so I've not ordered it yet so I'm in negotiation with Hobbs because he thinks it's too expensive but I don't think it is so it's a fire that goes in the wall an actual it, it's oh, a gas fire see, but see, it goes see. in so permanently yeah. not just for Christmas oh no permanently oh, I, see. I thought you meant just a Christmas thing Oh, no. that sounds like an amazing effort yeah, you're no. installing fires absolutely no way no <laughs> do you have a fire in your house we do have like a fake coal fire but it's not working and Lee's really keen to get the log burning stove oh. um, my sister's got one and you know every time we go in it's like oh this just makes the room but she does have a lovely stone built kind of cottage in Eaglesham and we've got you know 1950s bungalow mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I don't know I think it would look maybe slightly less good in our house but Lee's, Lee's desperate for it so I don't know we'll see it's I'm just thinking mess. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm I'm anxious about mess and dirt and uh, who'll get the wood. Well, I know who'll get the wood, but um, yeah, it'd be a nice thing. So. I, just, I think from a wellness point of view, and there was this lovely quote by the White Company, and I use it all the time about Christmas being a time for a conversation by the fire. And you know, I'm an old romantic, so I'm like picturing you know people coming around having a chat, sharing the problems over a wee red wine. And, mm. You know, I just I'm like that. But I'm, so you're are you a red wine drinker? I like see? I'm a bit of a a wine snob, so I like uh, Italian, really nice. I'm the sort that would buy a really good bottle and just cherish it rather than have mm-hmm. loads and loads of bottles for a tenner. Yeah. I would get a really nice one and savor every sip. But my my mom takes the piss out of me something rotten. So I got a bottle of Amarone from this guy called Tarquin. That would be his name <laughs> when I worked um, in marketing at the Bonham and Blythewood Square. <clears throat> and I ordered it through him. He got a wee bit of a discount. And uh, it was the most beautiful Amarone. I'm talking good. The, the stuff worthy of a seller. So I had it out with a decanter and everything. And my mom's cringing. You're such a snob. <laughs> How did I raise? I'm Jojo from the block, you know, I'm east side. How did I raise a child like this? Just taking the piss out of me. But um, And Scott's the same. He's a bit like my mum. He's like, well, get over it, you wine snob. Whereas dad and I were sniffing it. And, oh, this is so good. Have you been to Smith and Gertrude? No, no. I saw. Did you post something? Was mm-hmm. there an event on Monday? Yeah, we had an event on Monday. And if you are into your wine, uh-huh. I would suggest you hot foot it down there immediately. Oh, Where is that? It's in Stockbridge, it's on oh. Hamilton Place, um, owned by Amy and her husband, uh, I think, three three years ago. And it's just, honestly, Amy's knowledge of wines. So you get this thing called a wine flight. Uh-huh. Um, so I think, I think you can 
I think you can say they've got three three different flights every week. Mm-hmm. So you go and there's we had two reds and a white and also a sparkling um, white wine nice. from Cornwall, oh, wow. which was amazing. Oh, Apparently, nice. it's been a brilliant year because of the heat and there's all this amazing wine that's coming out of England. I mean, I just wouldn't look at a sparkling you went, English you wine you. before, but I will now. And red wine, I just don't really go near. You know? um, no, just, I think maybe as a child growing up, I used to have sips of my dad's and that kind of put me off. And mm-hmm. I've tried a few since then, but never found anything. But, oh my goodness, the wine at Smith & Gertrude. Oh, oh, yes, it's paired with cheeses. So oh. each, each glass has got a different cheese, which is from Ian Mellon. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I know some of it's crystallised in your mouth oh. because of the age of it. And their bread, they make themselves. So they were trying to find somewhere good in Edinburgh to buy really nice homemade bread and couldn't find anywhere. So they thought, well, we'll make it ourselves. So in collaboration with Love Crumbs, who are also in Stockbridge, and the Edinburgh Food Studio, yeah. they've set up a bakery in the biscuit factory. Wow. And they produce all their own bread. And now have got so busy, they're, they now sell to about 40 other businesses in Edinburgh and are going to have to find new premises uh-huh. um, because they're just, yeah, just having like a, an absolutely great time business-wise. Um, but that's, so you've got amazing cheese, you've got a little little bit of wine that you're getting told all about. Oh, that's my bag. You know, Lots and lots of um, yeah. I felt I'm going to embrace red wine this Christmas. Oh yeah, just try it. If it's a really really good one, just take your time with it. Go slow, you know. Go slow. Yeah, Go slow. Just like when you get that package from Galpal, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, my red wine, my package from Galpal. Oh, you're gonna. It's gonna be a a good Christmas. Happy happy Santa (laughs) is coming. Um, That's been amazing. Um, Just to take away before we sing it off, I would love to ask your biggest lesson from 2018 that you're going to take with you into the new year. Oh God, you didn't tell me you were going to ask this. I'm going to have to try and think of something profound. Just no, just say from the heart. Just follow your gut and um, just something that comes up that you... Well, it's definitely don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, the reason I got that book was because I find myself worrying about really, really trivial things that take away from concentration on important things and focus on important things. So really, don't sweat the small stuff. And also what I'd really like to do next year is develop myself as a manager um, which two lovely girls working with me and with that comes a, a really large amount of responsibility to yeah. try and not just throw work at them but develop them and I don't think I've done that yet so um, I've really been quite uh, reflective over the last few weeks about how I can be a better manager and how uh, Cara and Katie can be developed within the business and, and hopefully stay for a decent amount of time and if they don't then go away with some really good learnings oh, yeah. um, so that would be a focus but um, yeah just keep on keep on enjoying what I'm doing which I think I will oh I can't see why you wouldn't and the lives that you are impacting I mean you say you're not saving lives but actually you have I mean the charity and the the money you've raised for certain people you did save a life I mean it's amazing honestly so keep it up thank you I will but take the rest you need because you deserve it thank you so much I will do that too right let's sing let's get practicing for 20 seconds yes yes what we're singing Uh, do you want to do thank you for the music I do love that I do love it that's Okay, let's get Let's do this. I'm nothing special, in fact, I'm a bit of a bore. No, you're not. I am. If I tell a joke, you've probably heard it before. I have a talent, a wonderful thing. Forgiving 
Too. Wow, <laughs> a lady of many talents.